Police have launched a manhunt following the discovery of two bodies in Magnolia Park over the weekend. Police spokesperson Captain Daniel Mavimbela says that the two bodies were found over the weekend and two weeks ago they also found a body in a feld near the Mears Park train station. And Captain Mavimbela joins us on the line now for more on this. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon, Captain. Yeah, thanks, uh, uh, Sakina, for having me on SAFM. Good afternoon uh, to also the listeners. Captain, uh, this is a story uh, that is gruesome, but at the same time has captured the imagination, it would seem. So what can you tell us about uh, these uh, three uh, incidents and whether they are at all related? Uh, currently, the information at our disposal is that uh, three bodies that were found over two weekends were found at uh, Mayor's Park, uh, train, near Mayor's Park train station, and also um, Magnolia Park, here near the suburb called Matelniak. As you correctly uh, alluded, they were found with uh, multiple step wounds to the upper body, and also blunt force trauma as one of the uh, possibilities that led to their death. Uh, currently, we have deployed the expertise of forensic uh, members, the informers, also the local detectives coupled with the community, as well as uh, the, the homeless people are not left behind as we've been going around sensitizing them about the, late, the recent development. And that is to ensure also that they stay vigilant and so that we can be able to avert further possible incidents of this nature. Captain Mavimbela, are you able to confirm for us that all three victims were indeed homeless? Yes, all the three men were are believed to have been homeless at the time of uh, their death. That is correct. And uh, just uh, to give us a sense of the geography here, uh, Magnolia Park and uh, Mears Park train stations, how far apart are they? Yes, uh, the, the two locations are within a, a, a proximity of about uh, 500 meters to a kilometer apart, but all of them, they are within uh, the suburb of Magnolia, or of uh, Magnolniak. So you've established that uh, these were all um, homeless people, the three victims, and uh, they were all men. Uh, were you able to establish whether they actually were sheltered in that vicinity on a, say, a somewhat permanent basis? Uh, for now, that we, we, we cannot confirm. Uh, as we are in the middle of our investigations, we are talking to other persons that are believed to be homeless to find out as to what type of trade were those people involved in. And that, we believe, could also lead us into understanding as to what the motive could be. So is there a homeless community um, that is uh, living in that sort of area? Are you aware of any such? Yes, that's correct. You know, uh, an area like Sunnyside, remember Matonyek falls within the police precinct of uh, Sunnyside, which is uh, a well-known city on the east of Pretoria itself. Now, there are a lot of people who come to this area seeking for, you know, uh, opportunities and greener pastures. 
and some of the people here end up being homeless. And it is our duty as members of the South African Police Service to ensure their safety and protection, just like we do with uh, any other members of the community or citizens. So I'm looking at some uh, reports, uh, uh, Captain, and uh, some of the uh, newspapers and um, other media are running with this as the work of a serial killer that's targeting uh, homeless people in Pretoria. As the police, have you classified it as such? That's negative. You know, we have a responsibility to combat and also to investigate incidents of this nature. Now, as a result of that, we are not going to speculate as this, what this could be. But at the same time, we are not going to limit ourselves to one particular theory because the danger of doing that is that uh, we would also be limiting our capacity as well and also the potential of you know, apprehending the perpetrator or perpetrators. So are you making any headway uh, with regard to trying to find the perpetrators here? We have done it in the past with uh, the capacity that we have. As I alluded to the fact that uh, we have uh, deployed a team of uh, experienced detectives, we have members of the community, we have the intelligence unit, and as well as our informants. With all these resources at our disposal, we have been able to crack some of the cold cases in the area, and we are confident that even now uh, we could be able to identify the perpetrators. But have you made any sort of headway as we speak? Are there any leads that you are following up on? For now, there has not been any breakthrough. However, there is progress in the investigation. Captain Mavimbela, thanks so much for your time. Uh, Sunnyside Police uh, Station spokesperson Captain Daniel Mavimbela there. Meanwhile, organizations for the homeless want justice for the three homeless men who were found dead in Makulniak over the past two weeks. Tebojo Mpufane is the spokesperson of Copano Manyano, uh, which is a center for the homeless, and he joins us on the line now. Thank you so much for your time as well. Well, my pleasure, Sadie, and thanks for inviting me. Mr. Manyano, firstly, we understand uh, you say as an organization that represents homeless people, you want justice for those who were killed. Tell us more about what you know about uh, this particular incident. When, when, the, the new, when we got hold of the news, we were obviously devastated about what, what the, the, the thing that has happened. And the, the first one that came through was just another incident that one of our uh, homeless brothers has, has passed. Because we used to that since we've been here. I've been doing this for the past 17 years. Now, when the second and now the third one came through, that's when we all became a bit alert. Now, it's true, Captain Mazindela, saying they, they took out the info, they, they are corresponding or communication, and we, we are on the WhatsApp groups with them. And what we're doing on the ground with the guys, because now remember, the... No, the, the homeless organizations, we have demarcated ourselves since we don't have too much, a lot of resources. So now the Sunnyside people and us who are mainly in the CBD, we are as well trying to, to giving our guys information and give, telling them to be as vigilant as possible. Not knowing if this is a serial killer or not, but Saki, I'm going to say something to you now. We are a bit thankful for this incident to now 
being aired on, on, on radio and on front pages of newspapers that now the homeless plague that is attacking uh, the city of Tswane, people can put attention to it. So tell us more about this plague, as you put it. Uh, you know, how many people uh, do you know of who are homeless in the city of Tuane at the moment? Okay, a bit about me. It's like I've been homeless for 11 years myself. I've been back home, reunited with my family for three years now. Now, number the, another thing that I have to educate a bit the nation out there since I have this platform is, is everyone who's on the street. There's a different dynamics. There's a lot of reasons why one is on the street. That is why now the, the captain has mentioned the one that we, could, that we call migrational homelessness. Migrational homelessness is when a person got a job and they stay in another province. Make it your KwaZulu Natal, for instance. And now the person comes here only to find out he only had a one ticket to come this way and only to find out he's supposed to start working it's like a month after. So the person has to survive within that time and unfortunately become homeless. Another one is stigma. The, the HIV and AIDS uh, epidemic in the villages is still a bit taboo. So now if the villagers know that in this house there's a person who's HIV positive, they cannot stigmatize the family and now the person who's HIV decides to go out of the yard. Now, all of these people, yes, they come to the city. Why? Because there's maybe chances of work, chances of greener pastures, chances of trying to change the lives, the impoverished lives that they're leaving behind and try and, and fend for their siblings back home. Then, unfortunately, things don't work, don't go the way they, they have wished or they have wanted, and now they end up in the street. Now, at the moment, in 20 years back, let me say 25 years back, the homeless community, you only find them, I'm not sure, I'm not that familiar with the new naming of the streets. I'll go the old school way. You're on this street and until your church street, you'll have a lot of, or a community of homeless people. Now, at the moment, it's running as far as your, Man- your Mandela Drive or the union building grounds itself until the DF Malan, that's your, uh, your uh, Pastor Bushiri's area, so to mention, yeah, that area. So now it has grown to a, to a point of people are sleeping under the Swane House building, under Femi Mark Square, the whole Union building grounds is a bedroom for our guys. The Magnolia Park, the, the park in question, is it's, it's designed in such a way that if people find that the, the vegetation are favoring the street homeless people because when the winds are blowing, they are once left there, by the way. You, 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 don't, you are not that out. You, you don't feel that you are outside that much. So at that far, yesterday they've given a set of 3,000 people who are street homeless people. Now, for me, it's a bit not right because I, I think it goes as, as up as 8,000-something people because you've got your, your street your chronic street homeless people, and you just have those migrational homeless people. And, yeah, so for now, the click has grown immensely. And now in, 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 in instances like this one, if only I know it will be like now we still are taking the government. No. What we say and what we have been trying to say to our government people, officials, 
is that we know they are doing their utmost best to like come and help. But the only thing that is needed that we can see, because we see more on the ground than they are up there in the in the aircon offices. If there is a building that the, everyone can be, not everyone, everyone, buildings that we know that are dilapidated around the city, and then the people can be put inside. We're not looking for air conditioning or whatever, just a shelter. So we know this is an area designated for those low lives, those homeless people. They stay there, they're out of our eyes. It's fine. Then we come and we try to help them. Well, thank you so much there to Tebojo Mpofane, a spokesperson of uh, Kupano Manyano, um, a centre that uh, the homeless people are taken care of, and talking to us about what's going on in Tswane with regard to homeless people. Very nice explanation of the various categories of homeless uh, people as well and what constitutes that. And he says around 8,000 homeless people are to be found in uh, Tswane alone. So the uh, order of uh, this particular story is that people are being warned, homeless people especially, to be vigilant, uh, seeing that three homeless people have been killed in the spate of uh, two weeks and it is within a one-kilometer radius around the Makalniak area, train stations along the railway line in that particular vicinity.